Support for LAist comes from FX, presenting Fargo, from creator Noah Hawley. This anthology series follows as a Midwestern housewife attempts to evade her past. Starring Juno Temple, John Hamm, and Jennifer Jason Lee. Episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Support comes from Gloria Kaufman Presents Dance at the Music Center, presenting the Joffrey Ballet's Anna Karenina, Tolstoy's psychological drama about the beautiful but married Anna caught in an affair with a dashing count at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, June 21st through 23rd. Tickets at musiccenter.org. Studios. I was probably in the car <laughs> or something. And so when I got the email, I, I pretty much cried and I called my mom. I was like, hey, like that application I filled out, I, I'm probably going to cry now. I was like, I ended up getting it. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA from Elias Studios, the podcast that aims to help you better connect with this city. Today we're talking about something called Universal Basic Income, also known as UBI, or Guaranteed Income. It's basically a cash payment given to a community without any kind of work requirement or other conditions. I wasn't going to apply because I was just like, it's going to be so many people who are applying and I honestly just didn't think I would be one of the people who got picked. That's Ashley Davis. Back in late 2021, she applied for and was accepted into a UBI program run by the city of LA. It was called Big Leap, an acronym for Basic Income Guaranteed, LA Economic Assistance Pilot. And then at the time it came, I really, really needed it as well. Ashley's a single mom living in LA with her seven-year-old son. When the pandemic hit, she was making money doing different types of gig work, freelance hairstyling, Juggling that on top of her son's therapy appointments, occupational, physical, and speech. He has an autism diagnosis and impaired hearing. So work is really like whenever I can find it type of situation, which is stressful. So a guaranteed $1,000 a month from the city to spend however she needed was a big help. And it was a big help to a lot of people. We're going to talk about what UBI has meant for LA so far and what it could mean for low-income folks in other places too. I'm here in Mid-City on a Sunday morning with LA Studios producer Monica Bushman to meet with two other big league participants, Juan Cernas and Amalia Mendez, at their apartment. There's a sweet smell of pandules in the air, Amalia has just pulled some trays of empanada-style pastries from her oven, or ovens to be exact. Thanks in part to the cash assistance they receive in the city, their kitchen has now two ovens. Also, an extra display case-style fridge, a professional mixer, and some metal shelving for the baked pastries. During the pandemic, Juan and Amalia were laid off from their jobs at a dry cleaners. Neither qualified for any government help because they're undocumented. They started to accumulate a lot of debt to pay for food and rent. And then Juan found out about the City of LA's Guaranteed Income Program 
on TV. Their son Brian helped them apply. And after they were accepted, Amalia was able to ramp up baking and selling cakes and pastries as a way to bring in some money. A pink magnetic sign up on their fridge in the living room reads, Jaylee's Sweet Bakery and Confections. The name is for their granddaughter. Jaylee is my granddaughter. And Amalia says Jaylee helps with the baking too. Now, Juan is back working, though he can only get 20 hours a week at the dry cleaners. In Amalia, apart from sometimes taking a shift when they need extra help at the dry cleaners, is focused on what started out as her side hustle. Things have gotten a little tougher, though, because the city's pilot program reached its one-year endpoint in March. Amalia and Juan must now make do without an extra $1,000 a month. Besides the money they put into Amalia's baking, they weren't able to save up in preparation for the end of the program this March. All of what came in went to rent, food, and other necessities. Still, Juan and Amalia say they're grateful to have had the help they did for a year. We know there's a great need. The need continues to persist for single parents, for families that are struggling. That's L.A. City Councilman Kern Price, who led the effort to launch the Universal Basic Income Pilot Program. This program uh, had a lot of appeal to me because I knew it would really imp- could positively impact the individuals that I represent. My population is uh, about 80% Latino. It's a poor working class district and certainly was impacted negatively with COVID, both in terms of fatalities, but also lives that were just uprooted. But also, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity to see citywide how we can leverage resources in a, in a different way to provide help to those in need. Big Leap ultimately distributed more than $38 million to 3,200 Angelinos in need. A lot of money and a lot of people. But 50,000 people applied for the program. And according to the U.S. Census, there are more than 600,000 residents just in the city of L.A. who currently live in poverty. This is how Big Leap worked. To be eligible, people had to live in the city, have at least one dependent, an income below the federal poverty level, and be able to show they face some economic hardship because of the pandemic. The program was paid by taxpayer dollars, about $11 million of which was diverted from the L.A. Police Department's budget. Participants were chosen by the city's research partner, the Center for Guaranteed Income Research at the University of Pennsylvania. The researchers have been tracking participants and applicants who didn't get the funds with surveys. The results of that will be published in a report next year. But we didn't want to wait that long to better understand the benefits and potential drawbacks of getting programs like this off the ground in L.A. and other places around the country. That's after the break.
Support for LAS comes from Gloria Kaufman Presents Dance at the Music Center. Presenting the Joffrey Ballet's Anna Karenina. Love is all-consuming for the beautiful but married Anna who, in the pursuit of passion, finds herself caught in a life-changing affair with a dashing count. Set in the late 19th century, Tolstoy's psychological drama set to live orchestra makes its debut at the Music Center's Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Four performances June 21st through June 23rd. Tickets available at musiccenter.org. Support for LAist comes from FX is What We Do in the Shadows. Follow the nightly exploits of vampire roommates Nandor, Laszlo, Nadja, and Colin Robinson as they navigate the modern world of Staten Island with their human familiar. Starring Kayvon Novak, Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitriou, Mark Prokish, Harvey Guillen, and Kristen Shaw. Emmy eligible in all comedy categories. Television Academy members can watch all episodes at fxnetworks.com FYC. Welcome back to How to LA from LA Studios. Here's my conversation with Natalie Foster, who heads up the Economic Security Project, an organization that advocates for public programs that reduce income inequality. The organization helped fund the Universal Basic Income Pilot in Stockton that gained national attention when it launched back in 2019. Big Leap is one of nine programs, nine guaranteed income pilots that exist across the LA area and hundreds um, across the United States. So it was really a groundbreaking program when it launched, and now it has been replicated many times over across the United States. I want to share with you part of our reporting, which was we spoke to a family and the parents, they're undocumented and they have a mixed status family. The reason why they were inclined to apply was because the messaging and I believe a Spanish TV ad, or I don't know if it was Univision or Telemundo, um, but they saw it on the TV. They, again, saw it on their social media, and they were inclined to apply. Part of the messaging was, like, your legal status is not, you know, a thing here. So the father decided to apply. Do you know the messaging behind this campaign for a big leap? Because I think when we see these citywide, countywide, even statewide programs roll out, not many people know about them. Yeah, I mean, these programs right now are designed to demonstrate what it would look like if we in America and in California passed policy that put money into people's pockets, that if we passed a federal guaranteed income, people would receive checks every month uh, with no strings attached. They would sit alongside their wages, allowing people to be, you know, the arbiters of their own financial lives. Um, but for now, it's great to hear that these pilots are investing money in and making sure people know that they exist. And it sounds like there should you know, be even more to make sure people know they exist. You know, LA obviously isn't the first city to do this type of pilot program for universal income, but the city of LA is large. Um, what kind of sets this program apart other than its size? Well, I think if guaranteed income can work in LA, it can work almost anywhere in the state and anywhere in the country because it has one of the most diverse populations in the country, which makes it a great testing ground for, you know, the future of the social contract. Um, LA has been a city that has been at the forefront of this movement. Mayor Asia Brown launched the Compton Pledge very early on, the Long Beach Guaranteed Income Pilot Program, and Breathe, which is sponsored by uh, L.A. County under the leadership of Supervisor Holly Mitchell. There are many of them, and the, the country is watching um, what is happening in L.A. And 
I believe that it will ultimately influence uh, the direction that policy heads. So I want to tap into like what people who are kind of against this because it, it comes out of public dollars. They might say, well, we don't really know who folks are who are enrolling these programs to use it for. They might be using it to buy things they may not agree with, whether it is maybe, you know, alcohol, let's say, for an example. What do you say to that when people are saying, like, I'm paying taxes for these folks to get extra cash? Well, the studies have shown that people use the money to support their lives. People use the money for groceries. They pay the electric bills. They put money away for future savings for education accounts, or they use the money to purchase, you know, athletic uniforms for their Mm -hmm. kids. That is what the studies have shown people use the money for. And one of the things that's really important that doesn't show up on the receipts is time. People are using money to buy time. They're able to quit a third gig. They're able to quit some, you know, additional hustle they've had to be Mm. able to make ends meet and use that time to invest in themselves, in a job, go to a job interview for a, you know, managerial track job they've wanted or to spend time with their family. I think of a story in Stockton uh, of a man named Tomas, who was one of the earliest participants in the Stockton demonstration, who talked about being able to spend a leisurely Saturday morning with his kids and realizing that his kids could swim, Hmm. which was something he hadn't known because he had not been able to spend a leisurely Saturday morning with them for years. The hustle was so real for him to be able to make ends meet. And once he knew he could count on these checks coming each month, he was able to take them to the pool. And that's the kind of thing that doesn't show up in the receipts, but I think is incredibly important when it comes to the impact that guaranteed income has on people's lives. So just off of that answer you just made, it sounds like it's a good thing to have this universal income. Why is it so difficult for states or federal money or or, or whatever it is, why is it so difficult for the bureaucracy to just have this in effect? Yeah, we know how to do this. We are lacking the political will. But you know what's interesting is that during COVID, we saw something open federally. And we as a country were able to do things that we'd never done before. And one of those things was guarantee an income. We passed the expanded child tax credit, which sounds boring, but was in (laughs) fact a very important policy that sent every parent in America a check for six months that arrived monthly with no strings attached. And we reduced poverty by 40% by passing the expanded child tax credit. 40% in the midst of a great pandemic. That is defying gravity. That is what this nation can do if we actually want to solve a problem. So I think of these demonstrations and what's happening in LA as just momentum and data for something that will have to happen in the future. People know when they enter these programs that they are for a finite amount of time, you know, that they are for one year or they are for three years. People make their decisions accordingly. But the goal is ultimately for them to last, you know, in perpetuity, for this to be a policy that people can count on across the country, across the, you know, county of L.A., across uh, the state of California. Until we get to that moment, then People will, in many cases, have to turn to, you know, existing um, safety net measures. We know, for example, that after we pass the child tax credit, 
we reduced poverty by 40%. Since that time, since Congress has failed to uh, continue the extension, we have steadily seen poverty rates tick back up, reminding us that poverty is a policy choice that we are making, and we can make a different choice. And one of the ways we can do that is by sending people checks. And to that end, you know, what happens to folks when these programs end? Um, are people actually helped by short-term programs like these? I know you say that the goal is not for them to be short-term, but currently they are. What happens to folks once the help is run out? Well, in many cases, you know, people have been able to um, accomplish something they long wanted to. I think of a woman I met who had owed $400 uh, to her community college to be able to uh, cover her cost of tuition, but she didn't have that $400. So she had had to sit out of classes uh, for two years uh, and not able to re-enroll because um, she owed the community college money. Mm. With her first guaranteed income check, she went down to the community college She spent half of it to uh, settle up her tuition. She re-enrolled in the classes and was able to continue with the classes. So that's the kind of thing that people can do um, in short-term programs. If that's the kind of thing people can do in short-term programs, imagine what it would be if it were over the course of a lifetime and all the different moments of people's lives when they are a young parent and uh, the cost of childcare is so expensive, when they are covering the cost of children growing up or when they are taking care of elderly parents, all of which takes time and energy and love. Uh, All of it is expensive and guaranteed income is the kind of thing that can support people in those moments. I really like that you remind us that time is not on the receipts because time is, 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 it is hard to find time to do these things that for many of us is just like, oh, spending time with so-and-so at the park. But for folks, they can't do that because they're trapped for cash, like you've said. I want to know if I were a resident in need of a program like this, what is the best way to kind of advocate for yourself? You know, I think, um, calling your uh, state senator uh, and your state assembly member and saying, you know, vote for these guaranteed income programs. They're really important. Um, Contacting your mayor, asking your mayor to join Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, which has come out of uh, Stockton and Mayor Michael Tubbs, uh, that Mayor Karen Bass is a member of, and a number of other mayors across the state have joined, but, but not not all of them. And so calling your mayor and saying, join this uh, and making your voice heard in those ways, I, I think are important ways to move guaranteed income forward. Thank you so much, Natalie. I appreciate you talking to me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. So what's next for LA? There are currently a couple of similar pilot programs happening in LA County. They're giving $1,000 a month to residents who meet certain age and income criteria. In the city of LA, Council member Kern Price says he's looking forward to the research report that's coming out next year on Big Leap. We hope to document uh, the success in a way that will provide resources or at least provide an impetus to continue this program moving forward. We want to see if we can identify some additional funding. There's some thought of creating a, a smaller program, one that perhaps focuses on pregnant women or women with children. So there's lots of information to mull over. But I think there's a willingness now to move forward with programs like this. All right, folks, that's all we've got for you today. This episode was produced by Marina Peña and Monica Bushman. 
Special thanks to the group of Angelinos who checked in with Marina and Monica about the cash assistant program over the last year. And to LA Studio senior producer Emily Guerin. Hasta mañana. See y'all later. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. One event can change a family for generations. I'm Emily Kwong, host of a new podcast from LAS Studios called Inheriting. It's about Asian American and Pacific Islander families and their histories. Join me for an immersive storytelling event at the Crawford in Pasadena. It's June 27th. Get your tickets now at las.com slash events. On inheriting. To Tuan Trong, his home country is a lost country. What's keeping you from going back to Vietnam? Be a communist. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't stand to see them. But his son Bao longs to live there, the very country Tuan fled. Being homesick for a, a place that's never been home. Listen to Inheriting from LAS Studios and the NPR Network, wherever you get your podcasts.